Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, 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 hello. How's everybody doing out there today? And welcome back to Between the Hash Marks. I know we took a week off last week, but Sean and myself are back in the studio. What are you doing over there? I'm just, you know, playing with my mustache a little bit, you know, curling it up a little bit. I mustache you a question. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you got all this facial hair, you got to keep it trimmed and you got you got to keep it looking good. And sometimes it rolls a little bit over right over the lip. Got to make sure, you know, it's it's good so I don't... Yeah, I got to do that too. <laughs> yeah, all your facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, anyway, yeah, we took the week off last week. Just things happened. We were actually ready to go. And then just things came up. It happens. Things it's life. Up. But uh, we move on. We actually... Uh, Sean put out a video last week. I'm going to be putting out another video this week on what? You'll have to find out when I put it out. But anyway, we have another loaded show for you today. Loaded. Absolutely Loaded. We're going to talk about the NHL and the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, what a story this has become. We're also going to talk about the NFL. I mean, I mean we're just, a football show. They, they just came up with a rule that kind of makes no sense. Kinda no crazy. sense at all. Not even from a political standpoint. No, no. Just, it, just like from a football standpoint. It, it's what are typical they doing? NFL, though. Yeah. And then just always get, trying to dabble into things that they don't need to dabble into. <laughs> I'm restraining myself here. We have the final we have the final quarter last as always and we've got a bunch of questions in there for you including maybe a Johnny Manziel question maybe. where was he headed? Well anyway, all of that is going to be on this edition of Between the Hash Marks, but coming up next is my opening rant. Your number one source for sports. You know who I can't stand? Kevin Durant. He looks like Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton had a kid. Now, who can argue with that? I hate Boston. I'm the biggest Miami Heat hater you'll ever meet. I just don't understand where you're getting your bogus information from. What the hell are you even talking about? Well, I'm sorry you're too freaking sensitive to handle the truth. You think I'm crazy? I'm just getting warmed up. You're now between the hash marks with James Koklak and Sean McCabe. Now, usually to start these rants, we come up with a clever phrase or saying to express how we feel. But in this rant, I'm owning up to my mistake, and I'm going to give credit where credit is due. It pains me to even say that. <laughs> uh, it, it really does. It is not often that I am as wrong as I was when it comes to hockey, but I can acknowledge what has happened, and I am completely 110% positively wrong. Hey, it happens. We are all human. I predicted the Vegas Golden Knights would be swept, that's right, swept for nothing in the first round to the Los Angeles Kings due to various reasons which were valid, but I was proved to be very wrong. The Vegas Golden Knights are in the Stanley Cup Final in their first season ever, and it couldn't be a better story. The story behind Vegas this season is deeper than most imagine. There is no question the Stanley Cup is the hardest trophy in sports to win. Is that truth? It, it, I mean, I'm not even a huge hockey guy. It is true. Thank you. And the fact that a team in their first season is now three 
wins away from accomplishing a feat 13 out of 31 teams in the league have never accomplished, not including the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are an original six franchise and have never won a cup in the entire expansion era, dating back 48 seasons and counting. Toronto is one of, if not the biggest hockey market in the world. How can Vegas come this close so far in their first season and Toronto not be able to win one in the last 48 years? Truthfully, Marc-Andre Fleury has played out of his mind, standing on his head, making big saves. Without the way he's played, Vegas definitely doesn't even clinch a berth to the Stanley Cup final, let alone be now three wins away winning game one. But the answer is easy. Blame your general manager. The phrase is still true. Vegas has a bunch of players that weren't wanted by the teams they played for the year prior. But there's a twist to this. Yes, Vegas selected players that weren't blocked or protected by their respective teams. But two teams come to mind that totally screwed up and made trades with Vegas. In these trades, Vegas doesn't take certain players that were left unprotected by the team or Vegas would take on a contract in exchange that the certain team would leave a player unprotected for Vegas to take. The first team that comes to mind is the Florida Panthers, who desperately, and I mean desperately, wanted to get rid of Riley Smith's contract, which held a cap hit of $5 million per year. They ended up trading Riley Smith to Vegas for a fourth-round pick, and Florida would leave their leading goal scorer from last year unprotected for Vegas to take. That player happens to be Jonathan Marchessault, who has had numerous big moments in this year's playoffs, as has Riley Smith. This year, Marchessault had 27 goals, 75 points. Riley Smith had 22 goals and 60 points. And to top it off, Florida missed the playoffs by one single point in the standings. So a trade Florida thought they would benefit them ended up being a double whammy because both players had great years, while some players they protected proved not being worthy, making it a triple whammy. Another team I want to touch on that made a similar move is the Minnesota Wild. Now, Minnesota was handicapped a bit because they had to protect Jason Palmaville, who had a no-trade clause, which ironic because he was eventually traded to Buffalo midseason, which is the team he played for before the Minnesota Wild, which left Eric Stahl unprotected, though. To prevent a player like Eric Stahl, who scored 42 goals and had 76 points this year from being picked, the Wild traded their 2014 first-round pick, Alex Tuck, in exchange for Vegas, who selected forward Eric Halla. Alex Tuck scored 15 goals in the regular season on an entry-level deal, which is huge, which is absolutely huge, and Eric Halla scored 29. That's great production from two players that could have been roster players for a wild team that was bounced in the playoffs this year in the first round. Might I just add, what was Chuck Fletcher looking at? Because clearly he can't pick talent out of a box if he tried to. Anyway... Now, nobody could have predicted that William Carlson would have 43 goals and 78 points this season after only having 18 goals in the four years prior total. So you can't really blame Columbus, although I bet they wish they had that production back. One team I didn't mention that probably did the worst job protecting their players was the St. Louis Blues. The Blues totally screwed up by leaving David Perron unprotected while protecting a player like Ryan Reeves, who was traded to the Penguins and then... Traded to the Knights. So Perron and, and both Ryan Reeves are on the Golden Knights now, which is a funny story. Anyway, Perron, who had a career year, had put up more than 45 points in five of his 
five years of his career and is known as a, a, a veteran playmaker. You're telling me that David Perron, who has 444 points in 722 games in his career, wasn't worth protecting over a guy who had 61 points in over 400 games played and is a minus 11 in his career in Ryan Reeves? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That is ridiculous, okay? It's just absolutely mind-boggling. Doug Armstrong... And Marty Berdor, who's the assistant general manager, it pains me to even say that too, the great devil goalie. What are you two looking at? Seriously, what what are you looking at? Anyway, it just frustrates me to even think about it. Every guy on this list has had a fabulous postseason going into the Stanley Cup. For instance, Marceau has eight goals and 18 points this postseason. Riley Smith has... Riley Smith has 14 assists and 16 total points. William Carlson has six goals and seven assists. Now it's seven goals after he scored. Eric Halla and David Perron both have seven points, and they've all competed in all 15 games this postseason, except for Perron, who's played in 11. All in all, a bunch of guys who nobody wanted made a famous saying come to reality. One man's trash is another man's treasure. And Vegas has taken a group of players on the other teams that they thought they could afford to lose. And with great coaching by Gerard Gallant, who ironically was just fired by the Florida Panthers. Again, missed the playoffs by one one point. Look where the Vegas Golden Knights are. This group of players has taken this first-year franchise and earned themselves a berth to play for sports' greatest trophy while the rest of these teams sit back and watch and wish they went about the expansion draft differently. Bravo, Vegas. You took advantage of an opportunity, and you have seized the moment. You have proved me wrong and earned my respect in a big way, and I can't wait to see if this Cinderella story has a fairy tale ending. One last thought on that really quickly. Doug Armstrong, okay? Dave Talon, all right? What are you guys thinking? Seriously, what on... uh... And just to be clear, those are the general managers of these of the Florida Panthers, the Wild. And uh, no, the, and, well, Chuck Fletcher the, is for the Wild. Okay. He was actually the, fired. Okay, clearly, I mean, he should have been. He can't pick out talent for for the life of him. I hope the next Wild general manager, who's Paul Fenton, is going to be a better general manager than Chuck Fletcher. But it's very clear that this team is loaded with talent. And these general managers did not see the talent before, and that's a problem. And, and Bravo Vegas, you have definitely earned my respect. Well. I just want to let you know, you still owe me some crab rangoons from telling me back in January that the Knights wouldn't win a single playoff game. And you know what? I have to drive you to get your car today. So I'm thinking today might be the perfect day to pay up your bet. Uh, we can do that. On a serious note, this presentation honestly couldn't have been any any better. But hey, Thank uh, you. I, I want to say this. You, you had some valid points. For not trusting Vegas, not not back in January. I think that was that was some BS. But not trusting them going into the playoffs. I mean, they have no experience at all. You you really have no idea what to make of this team. So, because and this wasn't your this wasn't your typical NHL expansion draft, and you went into explicit detail on how Vegas acquired all of this talent. You've broken down why the Florida Panthers will not have an NHL team within the next ten years. Basically, I mean, they, they can't they can't sustain players. They can't they, every time they have a good player, they trade them away. Every time they have a good coach, they fire them. I mean, they, obviously, the general manager never knows what he's doing. It seems like they like they got rid of someone who could possibly win Coach of the Year. I mean, <laughs> who could win a Stanley Cup? This year. Exactly. So, I mean, 
you've broken down how inept Minnesota has been. And and they were a good team this year. They, but, they absolutely. But were. they could they could have definitely used the uh, the help uh, when they lost. Eric Halla scored 29 goals this year. He was a fourth line player for Minnesota. What in God's green earth is he doing on the fourth line? Yeah, I mean, I I, I mean, the thing is, it, it was a tough break for Columbus. Uh, who who? How could you predict Carlson? Uh, would have that kind of year when the two years with the with Columbus beforehand he basically had zero production so you can't really blame Columbus for that that's like saying Cole Beasley's going to put up 2000 yards yeah exactly you can you, don't, you you can never predict that but but take a look at St. Louis this is a team that has made the playoffs every single year since the 2010 2011 season and they miss it this year with egregious errors Stanley Cup aspirations every single year for six or seven years and they missed the playoffs by a single point just like the Florida Panthers. They probably would have benefited from keeping David Perron. No? Uh, well, well, without, without question. <laughs> yeah. so, and, and they may not have won a Stanley Cup, but they're making the playoffs. They're making won, the playoffs. And they're going to have yeah. uh, it's not, it's not Colorado. advantage. It's not Colorado oh, in no, the playoffs. No, definitely not. Definitely not. They're probably even going to to leapfrog Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, so, they were I mean, they're they're, a good they're, team. There's nothing to refute here. I, I think it's a great presentation, professional presentation. Now let me get back to those crab rangoons. Hey, they're, they're, <laughs> they're all yours. I just want to add to this that... You know, I, I can't give Vegas enough credit. Uh, the, the general managers are clearly to blame here. It's not all general managers. I mean, you know, uh, just for instance, off the top of my head, the Devils, they come to mind just because I know who got taken. John Merrill was taken. He hasn't played a game in the playoffs in, in I don't know how long. He was. He started the playoffs. I haven't seen him play recently, though. Um, and I know that you have to play at least one game or it's like uh, an X amount of games in during the playoffs, or you have to play one Stanley Cup final game to get your name on the cup. Not everybody gets their name on the cup, so oh, he wow. may not even get his name on the cup yet. Trevor Van Reems, like the kid that uh, the kid I grew up playing with, uh, he got his name on the cup because he came back for the Stanley Cup final. He was injured all the playoffs, came back for the Stanley Cup final, was able to get his name on the cup that way through the Blackhawks. But that being said, I mean, some of these general managers they're just dumb. How, <laughs> how could you trade a first round pick? Yeah, no, it doesn't. To, it's like it's still a young guy. It's not like a first round pick from ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he's probably just coming into to where he's gonna play well. And look yeah. what he did with if he. It's not not again. It's gonna sound like I'm sliding Vegas, but Minnesota has a more talented team. You put Alex Tuck on Minnesota instead of Vegas, I guarantee you he has more than 15 goals because he's with better players. He's playing with more talent around him. There's a the Vegas is is as much talent as they have. They also have that chip on their shoulder where nobody believed in them. And, and all these players were basically gotten rid of to go to Vegas. And all these players now have chips on their shoulder because they weren't good enough, in air quotes, to play on their other teams. Absolutely. And, and that's driven them, but they are a talented team, and that's something that I really didn't see before the playoffs started. I, I it's Playoffs are in, in every sport are totally different. There's just more intensity. There's more... The crowd is more into it. There's not a seat open in the stands. I mean, it's just a different atmosphere. And Vegas has thrived, and I give them nothing but credit. Coming up next. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. 
At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. We are talking the NFL, most overrated team going into next year, and potentially some NFL players sitting out this upcoming season. You're listening to BTH. Do you have the overwhelming urge to advertise something where it'll only reach 100 people? Well, don't we have the perfect thing for you? Right here, we will sell you this 30-second spot for whatever commercial you want, as long as you let us put this music with it. This music will be by Audionautics and Jason Shaw. Isn't this music fantastic? We sure think so. And that's why we're going to make you listen to it for a few more seconds. Now, back to the greatest sports podcast ever to be conceived. Welcome back to Between the Hash Marks, the best sports podcast in all the land. We keep it real. We call your team out when necessary. We give it praise only when deserved. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at BT Hash Marks, or you can just search Between the Hash Marks, and that'll do it as well. I came out with a video talking about how LeBron is one game away from making the biggest mistake of his career. Well, both series are already over, but it's still has to do with him joining the Houston Rockets. Some portions of it are a little bit dated, but the main point is still very, very relevant now, and that Houston is out of the playoffs. So go check it out. It's less than four minutes long. It's already got over 700 views, so I want to thank you all for that. James, you got one coming out this week. Yep, yep, yep. Very good, very good. So we'll we'll definitely be posting that. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're definitely building something here. So just get on the bandwagon before it's too late. Also, send us an email. The email is bthashmarks at gmail.com. Maybe we'll give you a shout out if you have a good point or two, if you want, or if you have a good topic that you want us to bring up. Maybe only if it's good stuff. I mean, we, sometimes we get some crappy and we just kind of just throw it away. But but send us an email. All right, cool. So you can also listen to us on the iHeartRadio app as well as the iTunes podcast app. Give us a follow so you can be up to date with all the latest stuff that we're putting out. Football season. Right around the corner. Less than 100 days till kickoff. We're a football show, mostly. So it's the yeah. offseason, not that much to talk about. I mean, the drafts we talked about, but there's not much to talk about. But starting in mid-July, we'll be breaking down. Uh, every week we're going to be breaking down a division. And at the end of July, maybe beginning of August, we're going to start breaking down a, a conference in, in college football, each of the Power Five conferences. Football's back. So, yeah, so we're getting locked in and we're, we're, we're loaded. We're ready to go. You're not going to want to miss any of the information that we're giving to you guys. And I have to say once again, James, hell of a presentation on the Vegas Golden Knights. Appreciate it. Appreciate we, it. And you know what? We promised you guys football. So here we go. Here's some freaking football. Some crazy news here too. Oh, yeah. I'm sure most of you have heard by now that the NFL has a new national anthem policy. And we promise not to go into all the politics and, and everything like that, but rather how this will actually affect the stuff on the field. And th- then there's this new report, first reported by The Intercept's Sean King, and then an article written by Bleacher Report that some NFL players are considering sitting, sitting out until free agent quarterback Colin Kaepernick and free agent safety Eric Reed are signed with teams. 
According to the article, those that are throwing the idea around are hoping for about 25% participation from the other players in the league. Now, my point, my, my view here, going into last year, Colin Kaepernick definitely should have been signed. He was, in my opinion, at least a top 40 quarterback in the league, which would make him a top eight backup. You could you could make the argument, and I'd be perfectly okay with it, a top 32 quarterback, which would mean he would be a, a, starter. a, a starter. Yeah, but right now, I don't know. He's been a one full year out of the league, so I mean, there's a lot there's a lot that he could have missed. He could have gotten completely out of shape. I don't know, but a year out of the league, I know, is never a good thing for anybody. And I, I support his movement, his right to, to free speech, but I'm also for the right of the team to not wanting to sign him because of potential distraction or because he 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 might not be good enough anymore. So I, I'm I'm with them. The teams have a job to do, and if they if they think that something is going to stop them from doing that job, then they have the right to evaluate it as such. Now with Eric Reed, I can't believe he hasn't been signed yet. This is a guy. Top 10, 15 safety in the league last year. 67 tackles, 2 picks, and 13 games. He was actually rated in this Bleacher Report article, in a Bleacher Report article, as the 10th best strong safety in the league. This is right after the season they had this this poll. That's in the top third. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and his name isn't as big as Cap's. So he's much less of a distraction. Most of the, the, the average person doesn't know who Eric Reed is. A lot of people know who Colin Kaepernick. But I, but I find it hard to believe that he will not have a job soon. But with regards to the people behind the movement of potentially sitting out and 25% of the league doing so, I don't believe it for a goddamn second, all right? I believe that there will be people who would like to do this, but I would bet you $5,000 right now that if this movement does happen, nowhere near 25% of the league follows suit. James, what are your thoughts? Now, I, I agree with you. There's no way because they're not going to miss the paychecks. I mean, they'll say they'll do it now, but when time yeah, push comes to shove, you're not going to— Not 25% of the league. No, uh, but imagine 25% of the league does it. Imagine that, and the star players. That would be that would essentially be eight teams worth of players, not—, not Playing. Showing up, yeah. yeah that, that's no, no way, no it, way. It's it would be tough. Now I'm just curious, what would happen? How would the NFL go about this? Well, I, I, to, I think they would they would just take players from the practice squad. I mean, there's players that are that are on the practice squad that end up getting signed up all the time, and they end up being like huge. Pretty, star. I mean, just look at Danny Woodhead. Danny Woodhead was on the practice squad for a couple of years, worked at Dick's Sporting Goods, and then all of a sudden a, a roster spot opens up, and he becomes he becomes a, a Pro Woodhead. Bowler. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so there's there's players that like that happens all the time that undrafted free agents and people on the practice squad that end up being ballers. I think it would take time. I think that the NFL would lose a lot of ratings for that season yeah. because we're talking about star players too that may not be showing up to work. And if you're a, you're a Patriots and a Jags fan, if Tom Brady and Gronk and, and you know Devin McCourty, uh, these guys decided they didn't want to show up for work, uh, are you ex- as excited to watch the Patriots as you are if they're on the field? I well, mean, I mean, it, like obviously, you want to see you want to see them, but like. I mean, I'm I'm gonna. I mean, I watched the the year Brady went down. I watched all 16 games with Matt oh, Castle. Well, of course, I'm I'm still gonna watch the Jets, but it doesn't. It's not a. I mean, and know, I've been a Jags fan, and they, they've been trash for the past 10 years. From like from like 08 to like 
17, they were trash. But now you're not that you're more into it now because they're pretty good, but you're more excited about it. Now. Oh, of you're, course. You're more excited. Of course. For, so the, it's not a, all right, for the last 15 years, did you tell yourself, I've got to sit down and watch every Jags game every Sunday that yes. they're on? Yes, I did. Okay, that's sorry. Sorry to ruin your point, but yeah, but no, most, I mean, most people. No, I know. I, I, I do agree with you on that. I'm, getting. So I'm kind a of a lot, weirdo. A lot of <laughs> no, me too. I, I mean, no, I didn't watch. I mean, every watched, Jets game from start no, to finish watched, this year. Right, but but, but, the, I, but the, I tuned but, in. But the equivalent would be how how many Devils games? Not this past year, but the previous year. Did you watch 70, 80, 80 of their games? I wouldn't say that year. I would say I watched about half of them. But the Devils hadn't made the playoffs for six years. And for leading up to that, I watched every game. I pay for the package because we live here in Florida and yeah. I don't get them. It costs $200 a year for me to watch the Devils. And you know what? I got sick of watching them lose and lose and lose. So okay. I didn't make it at a point to stay home. But to your point, with the years leading up to it, I could be at work and I'm shutting off my notifications. I am not looking at my phone. Yeah. I'm recording the game. And when I get home from work at 11 p.m., I'm watching the game from start to finish. There you go. Just fast forwarding through commercials. Exactly. So, yes, there are sport fans like us that will continue to watch. But there are going to be those sport fans that 50% of them are going to stop. I mean, there are still season ticket holders for the Browns. And, look, and their stadium is half empty. Almost. <laughs> I mean, they're they're That's paying true. for seats that are that are not filled. But it's just I, I can't see twenty five percent of the league doing this. No way. But if they do, this is going to be major problems for the NFL. Because major I, major. Well, the problems. thing is, the thing is, I just don't see twenty five percent of the league taking a political stand in exchange for a paycheck. They're not they're like they're not going to sacrifice their paycheck in order to. Yeah, to 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 not to to, to stand up for. I know it's, it may be something they believe in, and the thing with Kaepernick, he can do it because he's he's comfortable. He has all this money, but these other players, I don't. I haven't seen that many players that are on rookie deals doing this. Oh no, well, rookies are, are different. But <laughs> so both these players should be signed ASAP. Whether it's Kaepernick's a starter or he's a backup, probably a backup. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, you, I would still say Kaepernick is a top sixty-four quarterback in the league, which would mean he's he's a backup on, on any team. Yeah, he's a backup on any team. Yeah, so there, there's no question why he should not be signed, and why is Eric Reed not a safety? Eric is one Reed, of the, the most Eric important the one that positions. Yeah, that's like the quarterback of the defense in a sense. And I, f- I feel like San Fran would be would could actually use, use him. It, yeah, still. I, I just don't get it because. Who cares if they're kneeling? This is America, where we're allowed to do what we want, say what we want. This is a free country. Does it make it right? And it doesn't make it right. And but but is it disrespectful to kneel? I don't think so. If no, he's it, sitting down, yes, I could. I would say no. And, and like, and like the, the media and the and the president have made it have made it a, a, about being disrespectful but that's not even what it's about but but with this new rule that the nfl has where you have to stand or stay in the locker room this shouldn't even be an issue anymore any player you can sign now because they're either going to stand on the field or they're going to wait in the locker room and it's not going to be a distraction either way they should just make everybody wait in the locker room like they did back in 09 and, 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 and that's what they do for years. college and then, and then you don't you don't hear about you don't i mean you don't hear good old boy clemson fans saying oh those players are disrespectful you don't hear that at all no, because you don't. they they all wait in the locker that's just what that's just what it is and then it wasn't until the NFL signed a deal with with the uh, with the military or, yeah. or the with whoever in the military yeah, I'm to not, start I'm not doing sure. this so 
I mean, I do know that 09 was the last year that they actually waited in the locker room. Yeah. But why not go back to that? That is what makes sense here. I don't think that the NFL is ever going to get this right, but I do think it'll pass. I think this will blow over it within the next five years. It's just not going to happen this year. Well, the thing that's crazy is this this issue was basically over until the NFL is like, oh, we're going to bring it up again. Okay. I mean, like going. Typical I mean, NFL. Did, did you not did you not notice? All right, it was a big deal like week three, and then week seven. Still kind of a big deal, but not as much. Week 12, eh, we're not really talking about it that much. Week 17, we're not talking about it at all. Then we got the Super Bowl, and then we, we, haven't, we haven't talked about it at all. And then all of a sudden, boom. Now here we are. Here, here, so thank you, NFL, for bringing this up again. And it's thank you for dabbling your fingers into the, into areas where they do not belong. This is Roger Goodell being you know power-hungry. Yeah, of uh, course. You know, and, and just having— to take control and use the power that he has has the authority to use, and he and he takes which he shouldn't of. have to. No, I mean no. which he shouldn't have. It's just ridiculous, and he makes forty five million dollars a year. So I I can't stand Roger Goodell. But all right, all right, uh, enough of this. Because, switching gears. Yeah, switching gears. We got more football talk. Though. All right, so we're going to give you one team each that we think is the most overrated going into the twenty eighteen NFL season, James. Who do I got? <laughs> Tell me who you got. Tell me who you All got. All right, and nine go and a first. half wins projected. Yeah, by this is by Vegas. The Oakland Raiders. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, no way. Sorry, uh, Vegas. I almost said Vegas fans. It's going to be soon Vegas yeah. fans. But sorry, Oakland fans. It's just not going to happen this year. I mean, yes, you have Derek Carr. Derek Carr's a good quarterback. But who's who? Unless Amari Cooper somehow revives himself to be a better receiver than he was to begin with. He's just not going to be that player. You don't have Michael Crabtree anymore. I mean, your offensive line is still good, but they are getting older. Donald Penn is not in his prime anymore. Swiss cheese for defense? (laughs) Swiss cheese is tougher. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the only part that doesn't have a hole in it is Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack is like the yellow part of the cheese or the white part of the cheese. (laughs) And then the whole other part of the defense— is the, is the holes, yeah, <laughs> but but it's just like I I can't see them getting ten wins. They need they have too many holes in their team. John Gruden did not do well in this draft. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean they they got the offensive lineman in the first round, but it's they they overdrafted him. I mean he that should have been a guy the guy the kid from UCLA, Colton Miller, I think his name is. Yeah, but yeah, he should have been drafted in the late first round. They traded back to eighteen to get him, and they, they I mean eh. I, like I don't. I don't think they had a good draft. I think John Gruden has been out of football a while. That it's going to take a little while for him to get used to things in the NFL nowadays. Yes, I know he's been in the game technically as a Monday Night Football. You know, oh yeah, no, but, but but the but game. Not, it's so. The different. game has changed so much in ten years. Yeah, it's it's so different from back when from, he was back when he was the coach. I mean, he did have Rich Gannon as his quarterback, uh, or with the, with the Raiders, uh, and he, I mean, he had Brad Johnson as quarterback with the Bucks. You can't have Brad Johnson as your quarterback now and win a Super Bowl. You can, you need a high end level quarterback to win yourself a Super Bowl. Well, and I know you're gonna t- t- people see, people got, look at Nick Foles, but like they had Carson once that led him to their, well, their great season. I think, I think Derek Carr is good enough to win a Super Bowl. But Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think the rest of the team is not. Yeah, I, I no, think I they have too many holes on their team. And, and they overpaid for Jordy Nelson. They, yeah. they took they took an overage Jordy Nelson. And re- Who, and, who's injury prone? Yeah, he and, seems to get injured every single year now. And, he, and he's not as tough as Michael Crabtree. No. And they, they just let him walk. I, I don't think it, they made a lot of smart moves this year. And I think it'll take a couple of years for John Gruden to get back into the swing of things. And because of that, do I think they'll be an okay team this year? Yes. But this is going based upon their wins. And I don't see them coming close to 10 wins this year. I see, I see them going 6-10. and 10. All right. All right, so I got my most overrated team here. And be ready to have your socks blown off because this is a team that has been Super Bowl ready, or they've been Super Bowl relevant for the past five years. The Seattle Seahawks. Most overrated team going into the 2018 NFL season. Vegas has them projected at nine wins, and I don't see how they get there. They are going to be playing in the league's third toughest division in the NFC West. I'm having the NFC North, and I'm having the AFC South as going to be tougher divisions. The Rams are absolutely loaded. The 49ers are going to be better than what most people expect. I know a lot of people love Jimmy Garoppolo. I love Jimmy Garoppolo, but they're going to be better than a lot of people expect. They are tied for fifth in toughest strength of schedule, which I know things are going to change going into next year, but, but listen— just listen to this schedule, okay? The games that are supposed to be easy, Denver, Chicago, Detroit, all on the road. Their home games, which are games that are normally locks for them, Dallas, Los Angeles Chargers, Green Bay, Minnesota. Brutal, listen to this brutal stretch from October 28th to December 16th. They start that at Detroit, then they are at home against the Chargers, but the Chargers have 16 road games a year, and they actually did better last year on the road than at home. Then they go to the Los Angeles Rams four days later, four days later, at home against Green Bay. Then they go to the East Coast at Carolina. Then they come back home, play San Francisco, and then the next week they play Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Good luck. Good, good luck with that. Good luck. 11 of their 16 games, 11 of their 16 games are against top 12 quarterbacks in the league. And that's not counting Case Keenum with Denver or even taking into account that Mitchell Trubisky will be a lot better next year than he was last year. Their easiest games will be against Arizona, but they still got to go there. And playing at Arizona is is hella difficult no matter what. They, they still got a pretty good team, and they just drafted Josh Rosen. Yeah, exactly. And the only hope the only hope they have as far as scheduling goes is their final two games are at home against Kansas City and Arizona. But this is also assuming that Pat Mahomes and Josh Rosen aren't good by that time. And there is a huge difference between young quarterbacks week one and young quarterbacks week 16 and 17. Their offensive line last year was one of the worst in the league, 
And instead of getting it help, the help it needs, they waste the first round pick on a running back they could have gotten in the third round. I couldn't believe Only that. drafted one offensive lineman, didn't sign anyone worth of note to bolster it up. They lost Chris Avril on the defensive line. They lost Michael Bennett. They lost Richard Sherman. Cam Chancellor is still waiting for a neck scan to see if he's even going to play for the rest of his career. They got rid of Paul Richardson and brought in Brandon Marshall. I'm sorry, but that's a downgrade, okay? Brandon Marshall's not what he used to be. It's a nice name. They lost Jimmy Graham, where are the nine wins coming from? You only get to play Arizona twice. Don't look for Seattle to make the playoffs this year. Does Earl Thomas even end the season with Seattle? Yeah, who knows? They they could get rid of him. So so I mean, they have one member of the Legion Legion of Boom. If Cam Chancellor comes back, that's two. But but Cam Chancellor is a huge. He, it's a, he, you know, a huge question mark. You have no idea. And he, even if he plays, is he going to be the same player? Exactly. I highly doubt it. It's just it's funny to see how how you know the Patriots are the odd man out when it comes to this. But it's funny to see how teams that are good finally go through those down stretches. And the Seattle Seahawks are going through that down stretch now. Russell Wilson, uh, you know, this is going to be asinine for me to say, but it would not surprise me to see him be traded over the next two or three years. Oh, I don't think that's going to happen. If they can't no get way. things There's no going way. in the right direction. No, 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 I got to stop you there. I, I, I said, because, it, because, I said it would be asinine. I said it would be asinine. Yeah, no, that's crazy. I, I, I don't agree with it, but it wouldn't surprise me if no. they can't get things on track no over way. the next two to four no years. No way. Russell Wilson is currently a top five or six quarterback oh, in the league right now. There's I, no there's no way they, they I, I don't. I don't think that. And, he, that, and he's, he's the thing that's going to make this team. Team or he's, he's gonna think that that's going to keep this team somewhat relevant. He's for the most reason of the why they were good last year. Or yeah, they no. were as good as they were. Yeah, but I mean, he, I, mean, I mean, he played out of his mind last year. At a year. certain point, when you are so talent efficient and and all you have is a quarterback, and you really have to truly hit the reset button, he might be able to fetch you the pieces that you're looking for, and then you can go and get yourself another Russell Wilson in the draft. I don't agree with it, but it nah, wouldn't surprise me. It, it just wouldn't surprise me. Oh, my God. So, I, I that, would, that would surprise the hell out of me. How could you say that wouldn't surprise you? It, no, it Right how could now, you say it would? But no, but no how could you say that? How could you say that? It, it just it just wouldn't. I don't know. I just have this weird gut feeling. Ah, you're just, talking out of your ass right now. It's just weird. It's just weird. But anyway, <laughs> it just... Now I'm all sidetracked. Now I'm thinking about. Oh, well, hey, <laughs> man, you, you brought it up. <laughs> this is crazy. Hey, you know what? We have to talk crazy once in a while. All right. But it just, it really wouldn't surprise you. All right. You, you, no, it would, it, would, it would surprise the hell out of me. Are you kidding <laughs> I, me? I was trying to get you to say it wouldn't surprise Are you. Are you kidding me? But, it would surprise but, the hell out of me. No. That, that would be no. like it, the it Patriots would, trading Tom Brady back in 2008 because they, because he got injured for a year and like they missed the playoffs. No, well, it's totally different. I mean, the, the Patriots were never as talent efficient <laughs> as Seattle might be in a couple of years because their their talent is older at this point. And you just named a bunch of young players who are no, like Paul Richardson who are no longer with the team. Yeah. For an older player like Brandon Marshall. What defense is much does, worse? Does Russell Wilson want to continue to play there if yeah, the team no, is does. horrible? No, he Pete Carroll might not even be the coach anymore in a couple of years. He's going. Is he seventy now? Well, the, over, the overturn in the NFL is 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 quick as hell. I think it's quicker than than most other sports. I mean, you, I mean, you look at the Jaguars uh, going into last year. I mean, nobody was picking them to win the division except Deion Sanders, which people were calling him loony for doing. But like they like the, the overturn in the NFL is absolutely crazy. So you so it's 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 possible to see a team like Seattle be Super Bowl relevant, and not make years. the playoffs for a couple of years, and then all of a sudden 
be relevant again. I, I'd have to see it because right now it looks like they're going to be on a track to be pretty bad for the next couple of years, if not maybe up to five years from now. All right. So, but anyway, anything else to add? That's it. That's right. it for that's right. it for Seattle. They're the most overrated team going into the NFL. I, I can't argue with that. I had to pick the Raiders though, and you know what? The Raiders they don't play in a tough division. Well, anymore. the the, fa- the fact that the Raiders are the projected for nine and a half wins is well, that's why I picked them. Number yeah. one, number two, you. San Diego is going to win that division. San Diego. San Diego? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm Adrian Peterson right now, who didn't realize the Rams moved to Los Angeles. Yeah, right. But uh, when when somebody asked him he if he like the where he'd like to play, he said, "Oh, I would probably fit well in St. Louis with Todd Gurley." But <laughs> but anyway, all right. So Los Angeles Chargers, they're going to win that division next year. I think that they are the best team in that division right now. Denver is a close second. They got a good defense. If Case Keenum can mesh well with Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders. Their offensive line is what scares me, but they could be pretty good. I think the Chiefs are going to struggle a little bit this year with Pat Mahomes being a rookie quarterback, being oh, well, second-year player, but a but rookie quarterback. First year as a starter. Yeah. yeah, I think they're going to struggle, and he's going to struggle. I think they'll be a good team to come, but I think this year is going to be a learning curve for them. And then you're left with the Raiders, who I think will end up at the bottom of the division this year. But coming up next, no more crazy talk. We got the final quarter. Do you have the overwhelming urge to advertise something where it'll only reach 100 people? Well, don't we have the perfect thing for you? Right here, we will sell you this 30-second spot for whatever commercial you want, as long as you let us put this music with it. This music will be by Audionautics and Jason Shaw. Isn't this music fantastic? We sure think so. And that's why we're going to make you listen to it for a few more seconds. Now, back to the greatest sports podcast ever to be conceived. I can't believe that I just said Russell Wilson's going to be traded in a couple of years. What was I thinking? Hey, man, you, you, you've you been working hard all day. You, you, you had to cover two different uh, areas, uh, more work than you would normally do. So I'm going to give you a pass, but oh, wait. it's 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 ridiculous here. We're back, we're back on the air. Hold on. Oh. Anyway, anyway, I, I'm done talking about Russell. I can't believe I did that. But anyway, anyway on to the final quarter. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Because I'm ready. Yeah. Question number one. We are finally here. We knew this would be the matchup from the beginning of the NBA season. Cavs-Warriors, both series, went to a Game 7, which is surprising. What is your prediction for the upcoming series, and what is the key factor that could change your mind? I say Warriors in five. Um, What makes me say this is we look at last year's series, Cavs-Warriors ended in five games. I think the Warriors stole that game three and I think that, that series should have gone to six games, Warriors and six. Uh, Warriors, slightly worse team than last year. Last year was historic, great team. Cavs this year, a lot worse than they were last year. I mean, the, the fact they don't have Kyrie Irving is, is a huge loss. So I'm going to say, I'm gonna say Cavs, LeBron's going to will them to one game. Uh, he's going to have like a 45, 15, and 10 game. Uh, a thing that could change my mind uh, about this game, a key factor, a couple key factors. One, if J.R. Smith can find a way to get hot for a game or two, if he can manage to have 18 or 19 points in one or two games, that's a huge deal because he has not played well at all. 
Another thing that is a huge factor, the Cavs had the 29th best defense in the NBA regular season. We saw them game seven against the Boston Celtics hold them, I think it was 79 points, a very low number. They played, they played really great defense. Can the Cavs play defense against the Warriors? No. So that those are the two things that I want to see because we we know what's going to happen with with Steph, with Durant, with with LeBron. We know that the stars are going to show up, uh, and I also want to see what Kevin Love's going to do. Is Kevin Love going to be 22 and 12? If he's not going to be 22 and 12, Cavs have no shot. If he's going to be 15 and 8, sorry, the Cavs have no shot at all. I don't see. I see the Cavs winning one for the yeah, sole see, reason what you just said. LeBron will into one win. But, but you have but to admit that, that, that if, if Kevin Love goes 22 and 12, J.R. Smith has 19 points. Oh, let's say let's series. say Corver has 12, George Hill has 11. The Cavs are going to take another game. It's, 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 it's going to be a real series if if those players play like they're supposed to. As well as Jeff Green. Jeff Green played great when Kevin Love was out. We weren't expecting Jeff Green to play. No, to, to, I, he played better than Kevin Love than when than when Kevin Love was playing. So like we weren't expecting that at all. I, I still think that the Warriors are too good. They're just, no, I, I agree. They're just too good. Although I, I think if Chris Paul was not hurt for Game Six and Seven, I think the Rockets win that series. I think they have two shots to win it. Yeah, and no, I were, agree. They're a pretty good team. So I agree. Um, and. Uh, and uh, so, All right. th- that's that. All right, next question. Stanley Cup Finals tied at 1-1 after k- games one. <laughs> Absolutely insane. Who is going to win this series and why? And what's your take on the series so far? Who's going to win this series? The Capitals are. The Capitals have been the better team. How many games? Uh, I, a seven. It's seven? Been, yeah, oh, it's okay. Seven. You changed your answer from when you first originally told me before the series started. What did I say, five? I think you said five. Yeah, said it, it's, possible. <laughs> it's possible. I'm saying seven now. Right. But I, it wouldn't surprise me if the Caps win the next three. They should be up 2 nothing. We both agree that the yes. penalty, Ryan Reeves clearly cross-checked him. You don't get that wide open in front of the net unless one, the and defense And that's, the, that's the goal that, t- that tied, tied it. it. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, the, I mean, who's to say they even score a goal after that because they got all momentum from that? They would still be losing. I think the Caps should be up 2 nothing. They've played better. I mean, Marc Andre Fleury has has oh. kind of come down to earth a little bit. Although you could not to interrupt you, but you could also say that save by Holtby in in game two. That I mean that game that norm nine times out of ten oh. that's a goal. Though I would say ninety nine <laughs> out of hundred yeah. times that's a goal, and, and without question that was a series changing save. Yeah, and and you need those. I agree. But that being said, in the first game. The Capitals took two leads, and Brayden Holtby. Yeah. I mean, yes, don't get me wrong. The second one was Ryan Reeves cross-checking. Yeah. But within three minutes of the Capitals taking both their leads in Game 1, the Vegas came back and tied it. Regardless of how the defense is playing, you need timely saves from your goaltender, and who's a goaltender who tied the best goalie of all time in Martin Brodeur's record with 48 wins in a season, which no goalie has ever beaten. Brayden Holtby had 48 wins just a couple of years ago, and... It's just, for a goalie that good, you need timely saves, and he didn't give them to him in Game 1, and they still should have won, so I would not be surprised if the Caps win this in 5. They look like the better team, they look like the more experienced team, and Ovechkin looks like he is on a mission. I mean, he was kind of absent and in Game absent 1. Absent in Game 1, towards the end, he started yeah. to pick it up, and in Game 2, he came out no, flying. I agree. I and agree. He, may, he may have been absent off the score sheet in Game 1, but something he did well is take the body. He was very physical in Game 1. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He threw his body around. That's he's true. a big guy. He, I mean, he's not as tall. He's, I think, six foot. He got hit in the face of that puck on the back. Yeah, and he didn't even flinch. <laughs> it woke him up, I think. I think it woke him up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway. But hey, I, I, got, I just want to get I, my I got, prediction out there. I, I said it from the beginning. I, I say caps and six. Caps and six. Yeah. I, I, either way, the Caps need, are going to win this series. They look like the better team. They are the better team. All right, who choked harder in the conference finals, Boston or Houston? Uh, I'm going to say Houston. Look, Boston's a very young team. This is a like, the first the first year for a lot of players. First year of like real success for a lot of the, for a lot of these players. It, it's not going to affect them going forward. They're going to have Kyrie. They, they weren't even really supposed to be here, and they, they were playing with house money. Houston, best team in the regular season. They, I mean, they were actually the favorites to win the Western Conference at a point in time, and they were up in this series three games to two. They, they took the momentum in this series. Game six, they are winning by 10 points going into the second half. They scored 25 points in the second half in game six. 25 points. Some people want to say, oh, they got some bad calls against them. They scored 25 points in the second half. I don't care who, how many bad calls you have against you. You could be playing the Phoenix freaking Suns and you score 25 points in the second half. You're going to lose no matter what. Game seven, they're up, they're up going into halftime as well. There were a couple fouls. I would say they're about... And there were a good amount of calls that changed the momentum of that game in Game 7. I'm not going to lie about that. Game 7 was a little more egregious than Game 6. But listen to this. They missed 27 straight three-pointers. 27 straight three-pointers. Most ever in NBA history. Most ever. They went one for 30 from three-point range down the stretch. This is a team that averaged... 37% 37% from three-point percentage over the course of the entire season. Now, there was some there was some stat geek out there. I don't know if you heard this stat or not, but the likelihood of the Houston Rockets missing 27 straight threes, 186,000 to one. That is the biggest choke job in the history of the NBA. You heard it here. Biggest choke job in the history of the NBA right there. I can't argue that specific point. But I am going to say that Boston was the choke artist here. They had not lost the game at in home in the playoffs. No. They hadn't lost the game at home in like yeah. over seven weeks. They were playing a team that just had LeBron James. I know they were missing their their stars too and, and Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward, but they still had good players like Al Horford and company. So they had a 3-2 lead. The Rockets did not have Chris Paul, and I think that that does go a long way. That is why I will go with Boston. The thing, the thing I want to bring up about Boston, Boston was actually not that great of a home team in the regular season. It was only in the playoffs that they became a great home team. And it's funny because they were a great road team in the regular season, and but they, they were nowhere. They won one game on the road in the playoffs. So, so I, I mean, yeah, you bring up Boston. It's, it's a fair point. They, they, they were shooting. They were missing wide open threes with like six minutes left in the fourth, and that's pretty bad as well. So. Something I, I very quick with statement I want to add to that: Jason Tatum is going to be a monster. Agreed. Agreed. Especially after that, that it was that it was that dunk, dunk. on LeBron yep. that woke him up. Yep. You woke you woke up the bear. <laughs> and, and, and that's that, what happened. It's gonna be that dunk he's remembered for too. Yeah. And that chest bump a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's got but, some. He's got uh, a pair of balls on him. I'll tell you yeah, that. Yeah. Right. All right. Next question. How impressed are you by Kobe Bryant's new ESPN Plus show Detail? Now you can you can tell he's definitely new to the industry because he kind of yeah. you can just tell. I mean, we can tell. From our first show to now, we're much more in sync. We understand how to to run the show and where we should stop, where we should start, things like that. 
But the thing I love about this is that when he was on the court and you're watching Kobe Bryant play in a game, say, say you know, in the NBA Finals, you're probably thinking, what is, what's he thinking when, when he's on the court? What's he thinking? What is going through his mind when he's doing this? How does he think so quickly? People think about the same thing about LeBron when he's doing these crazy passes. LeBron would be perfect for this type of show. But it's really interesting because Kobe Bryant gives you his, you know, what he would do if he was in these situations during this year's playoffs. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, no, I think it's a great show. I've watched every single episode so far. And the, the one on Jason Tatum, I think it's really good that he's doing it with when he does it, a guy like Jason Tatum because Jason Tatum is so young and he can really, you can really mold him from from these kind of videos. Uh, he, I think he did one on Steph Curry. It's a little bit harder to change Steph's game. Steph's gonna do what Steph's gonna do. So, I mean, but it's a great, great show. Yeah, I and you can't know, imagine he, it's on ESPN Plus. I wish it was just on regular ESPN. Me too, because I don't have ESPN Plus. Yeah. But uh, the uh, he just he's writing a book. He won an Oscar, Kobe. He's, yeah. He's been very doing successful. So, good for props him. to you, Kobe. Uh, good stuff. Anyway, the Spurs plan to offer Kawhi Leonard a Supermax contract of 219 mil to show their good faith and try to mend all of the disruption from this past season. Does Kawhi accept? If he does, how do you feel about the Spurs going into 2019? If he doesn't, it's almost a sure thing he gets traded where to. Yeah, no, Kawhi's going to accept this. Uh, I've actually seen since th- since this uh, article came out that Danny Green has talked to a member of the Spurs, and Ka- Kawhi has told him that he does want to accept this deal. He does want to keep playing with the Spurs, and I think if, if Kawhi stays with the Spurs with the with the roster they have right now they're good enough to win the title we're, we're looking we're going back to last year Western Conference Finals the Spurs with Kawhi Leonard are beating the Golden State Warriors who I think is one of the who is the greatest team ever assembled Kawhi Leonard Spurs are beating the Golden State Warriors in the third quarter by 25 points this is a this is a real team with Kawhi Leonard Kawhi Leonard's a top five player in the NBA I think a top three player I in think the NBA top two I put him below Durant, below LeBron and Durant, but 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 I go great I go LeBron, Kawhi, Durant for the okay. sole purpose of Kawhi's a better defender. He's a two-time okay. Defensive Player of the Year. That just go that goes just as far as offensively. He okay. puts up great offense. That's, that's fair. That's fair. All right, next question. Um, and by the way, oh. I do think that he stays with the Spurs too. Greg Popovich is great at mending fences, and I think yeah. that he'll do the same thing here. Agreed. Anyway, next, next question. question. All right, justify the horse, even though the he was a favorite defied all odds in the Kentucky Derby in a landslide, but surprisingly won the Preakness by just a couple of heads. Does this horse have what it takes to win the Belmont? I believe it's this upcoming weekend. Yes. And win the Triple Crown. Uh, No, it's actually next weekend. Next weekend. Next weekend. Okay. And uh, yes, he does. He's a two-year-old who's never raced before the Kentucky Derby. He's got a bunch of energy, and in that's him. why it was that's why it was strange yeah. that he won the Kentucky Derby. And because... I think that that is going to be the advantage now because okay. he doesn't have as many races. Admin, okay, that's I think fair. he wins this by a landslide. He's going to win the Triple Crown, but it's not as interesting anymore because American Pharaoh did it. He broke the streak, and yeah. now it's just not the same thing anymore. So. I actually don't think Justify is going to win. I think he's going to get upset in the Belmont. But hey, that's in my opinion. What, what do I know? And, and, uh, I, I don't think either of us. Know, so <laughs> it's worth racing. It's fun, it's fun to watch the. Uh, yeah, I actually a, can't stand it because I'm an animal lover and yeah, I hate no, what I, they whip that horses. I, I, I see your point there. Them. I see your it point there, them, but so. I think these horses are taken really well care of. I did some freelancing work around horses for um, for dressage, and I see how these people take care of their horses. So I, I assume horse racers, uh, they take care of their horses the same way. I'd hope so because when I see them getting whipped on the track, yeah, no, that, I, I, it kind I, of freaks I, me I, out. I do, I do feel you on that. So all right. Anyway, Champions League final was the last weekend, and Real Madrid won their third straight, beating Liverpool 3-1. to what are the key take seats from the game? So the key, the key takes from the game. All right. Um, 
the, so Liverpool's Liverpool's best player, Mohamed Salah, was injured by the dirty Sergio Ramos. Basically, Sergio Ramos took his arm and dragged him to the ground and basically tore some ligaments or whatever, or sprained some ligaments in his shoulder. And Salah was out of the game. And then out of the World Cup. Yeah, and then so and then so Liverpool ends up miraculously tying it at 1-1. And then all of a sudden Real Madrid brings in Gareth Bale and he has the most crazy insane bicycle kick and and honestly in my opinion it's one of the greatest goals of all time. So it's it's it, it, it was it was absolutely insane. Uh but but yeah, no that those are my two key takes from the game. One thing I want to I want to mention is that Zinedine Zidane, who is the coach of Real Madrid, he's been the coach for three seasons. Every single year, he's won the Champions League. It's the first time, I believe, it, first time in a while or first time ever it's been done. But he today announced he was leaving Real Madrid, so they need to find a new coach now, <laughs> which is crazy. They might need to be finding a new star, too. Yeah, Ronaldo right. might be on his way they're out. Ta- they're talking about Ronaldo, and they're also, they're, before this crazy bicycle kick by Gareth Bale, they were talking about him. If he, is he even worth it? Is he going to stay next year? So this team, the, Real Madrid could be in some real trouble. I, I, I don't mind. I, I like the player movement in soccer, so yeah, I, not, I, I'm all for it. All right, one minute left. Speaking of, we, 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 we talk about the Browns right here. Johnny Manziel. Going to the CFL. What do you make of this? I love it. The CFL is more is a more offensive league. There are little changes. They only have three downs instead of four. The goalpost is in the front of the end zone instead of the back of the end zone. So a lot of passes in the end zone are to the sides. It's a more offensive game. I think he's going to thrive in the CFL. I would not. I know I talked crazy about Russell Wilson before, but I would not be surprised to see Jonathan Manziel back in the NFL in the next five years or so. Yeah, no, within I, that time frame. Yeah, no, and I, I want to say I this is something I wish Tim Tebow did because it shows that you love the game of football. And Johnny Manziel is somebody that we've criticized about not loving the game of football. He likes to dr- do drugs and party and all that, and that that's great for him if he wants to do it. But this is showing that he loves the game of football, and I say good for you, Johnny Manziel. Ball out in the CFL. Yep. Do you think he'll be back in the NFL at some point? No. Oh man, it's a shame because he's got a lot of talent. So yeah, I, I really hope so. Anyway. Carl Anthony Towns and the Timberwolves seem to be butting heads in the offseason. Do they trade him? And if so, where would be a fit that is also realistic? So, no. That's our buzzer, but no. We're, we're not, they're not going to trade him at all. They would be absolutely idiotic if, if, they, if they wanted to. Like, I, I, I guess they could... Uh, there's talk about him going to the Suns because he's hanging out with Devin Booker a lot. But, like, the Suns don't have anything... Bulls are trying to recruit him with uh, Zach Levine. Yeah, no, like... He's like, not leaving. Like, I, I, could, I could maybe see the Suns doing it if they gave up their first pick this year. And then I think they have the 10th or, the like, another pick no, later. No, 18th. 18th or so. Something, so the, yeah. the two first-rounders. But then they would have... I mean... They don't have anybody to give Minnesota like actual no. like players besides Devin Booker, and the Suns wouldn't do it because they love Devin Booker. There's talk about him going to Philly, but like, like Philly doesn't want to. If they have not given up, up Simmons or Embiid, I mean maybe they could work out a deal where they give up Covington and like JJ Redick or Fultz, maybe Fultz, but no, they're not going to get rid of him. I, I think Tibbs just works players too hard, and that's that's really what the problem is. And and these younger guys, they don't like to work that hard because they're told their whole lives that they're superstars, and they don't have to work hard to be to be great. And now Tibbs is telling them, hey, you got to work hard to be great. Look, hey, he overworks players sometimes. No, he does. Look he does. at De- Derek Rose. Derek Rose is injury prone. He played for Tibbs, and I think it's partly due yeah, because Tibbs drove him. But my answer was going to be very simple. 
Um, basically, they're going to trade Thibodeau before they <laughs> trade Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns is on his way to being a top five player in this league. I firmly believe that. He's not there yet, but I say within the next five years, he will be. He's that talented. He's not going anywhere, and the Timberwolves are going to be a force uh, to be reckoned with in the next couple of years. If one player does leave that team, it's going to be Andrew Wiggins. You heard it right here. Yeah, between the I, no, I, I could see that. I could see that. All right, closing things up. We had a great show today. Coming up next week, or in two weeks, we're going to be talking about the World Cup. But I do want to mention one thing here. So, so the, crazy, the crazy thing that I saw from this week, it was if, if you guys have not seen this, it's absolutely insane. Last night's Angels-Tigers game, there was a goose, a goose, like the bird, flapping its wings on the field. It was running around the field. All these people are chasing him, and the goose is trying to get out of the ballpark. They're trying to get him out of the ballpark. Goose starts flopping his wings, starts flying. He's trying to get out of the stadium. He's flying towards, like, you know that ring that they have around stadiums that has, like, some advertisements or whatever? So he's flying towards that. He's going to sit himself up on that, and he crashes right into it, and he falls straight down up on the ground. Don't worry. The goose It seemed to be all right because the goose shook it off, and it got up, and it started waddling away. But absolutely crazy. It, it caused a huge disturbance in the game. I actually saw that uh, like a notification pop up on my phone for. I'll have to read. I'll have to look at it. Later. Yeah, no, it's hilarious. I have not seen the video yet. My crazy thing of the day. It's not really crazy. It's just me ranting, and I just feel like I have to vent. And I know I gave Vegas all this credit before, but you know where they don't deserve credit is their stupid, idiotic. I can't stand it. Hate it so much. Intro to their game. I mean, 30 <laughs> minutes. The puck dropped at 8.35 the other night. <laughs> for an 8 o'clock game. For an 8 o'clock game. I was ready to put my head through a wall watching this stupid, stupid intro. And people love it, and I don't know why. It's the corniest thing I've ever seen. I mean, you're there to watch a hockey game. You're not there to see the Vegas hey, Golden Knights hey, it's come Vegas, out on man. skates. It's what Vegas, this, man. Disney, Disney on ice. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, this, reminds, this is hockey, no, we, and I don't we, want to see that We crap. were texting about it earlier. It's, uh, there's a place up about two hours away from us that all these middle schoolers, if you're a middle schooler in Florida, you take a field trip to medieval times, and they do like a uh, they do like a reenactment of some sword fighting, and that's exactly what this is, but much worse. Yeah, and I went to medieval <laughs> times, and I was in, I think, sixth grade. Maybe yeah. it was fifth grade, maybe fourth grade. I don't know. I went, well, I went to school up in New Jersey, yeah. and— I hated it that day. So. <laughs> it was terrible, man. I, I just, I, I, I'm just not into that stuff. And no, I'm but, not, but, but this, this Vegas thing is worse than medieval times. Oh, so at least the medieval times they have so, like real like, swords yeah, and like real jousting yeah, and stuff. This but, is like. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think about it. All right. Anyway, my actual last thought: LeBron James showed up to tonight's game in a suit and shorts. Hey, man, he's fly. He's fly. He can do whatever he wants. I'm not he, sure what he's he what he's goat. wearing, but maybe it'll work because the goat every time can they do what he wants. Yeah, yeah, well, and Kevin well, loves playing tonight. Uh, well, I guess if the goat can do whatever he wants, then Jordan is welcome to do whatever he'd like. <laughs> That's it for here on BTH. We'll see you next Let's week. Let's go, Cavs! With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.